Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Gladys and Schichter. Welcome, everybody, to Maelstrom Radio. Uh, my name is Peter. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Quentin. Uh, Hi. And, it, and it's, it's a bonus. It's a bonus round. It's a bonus yeah, round. It's bonus time. So You get uh, secret content. You do get secret content. Uh, this is so, not on Twitch. It's not on Twitch. So, um, so there were not our few, only pods. <laughs> yeah. They're our only pods. Uh, there was a few people on our Discord. Not a new uh, name for the bonus round. Oh no, only pods? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like AirPods. Someone someone at Apple would be upset with us and some They course. can't take the word pod. They can't? Can they I guess can they can't take the word air either, right? No. But um there are multiple things called only pods already, so maybe not. Well that's good. Yeah. Too bad. Good name. Uh, so, uh, there was a few people on our discord who were like, Hey, uh, I only play final fantasy 14 and I know that other MMOs existed prior to final fantasy 14 and MMOs will exist after final fantasy 14, uh, which is true. Uh, that one's still debatable. Who knows how long this (laughs) is going to run? Uh, what MMOs is a genre? No, no. Final fantasy 14. That's all. That's true. I mean, they plan for the next 10 years, but you can't guarantee anything. Uh, but it's got to upload Yoshida's mind to a computer and it'll live forever. Uh, Final Fantasy 27. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, unlike the Matrix Online, which did shut down a number of years ago, it did, but it did have uh, theoretically, it did have implications to the story that actually I think held true up to the new movie. Like they actually that all was canon to the new movie. So, <laughs> So Still can't them. play the game though. Can't play the game, but you know if you ever wanna if 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 you ever wanna read things, go ahead and read if you're that. into the whole lore, yeah, the lore of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, folks uh, play Final Fantasy fourteen. They ask a couple a, a bunch of questions about like, hey, you know, what's the difference between a theme park MMO and a uh, not theme park MMO, uh, sandbox, and what kind of other MMOs are out there besides World of Warcraft? And we said, well, you know, would would people would like a bonus round episode where we just gave a MMO 101 and kind of talked about uh, a, a brief history of MMOs, the types of MMOs out there, and the difference between a, a sandbox and theme park MMO. So uh, I think we definitely have to say brief because, like, as much as we're going to talk about this. This could be each of these probably could have their own episode in themselves. Uh, yeah. It's a very, very large topic, uh, as although most people only see a very small bit of it. Yeah. So I think the first thing we should mention uh, the the granddaddy of all uh, MMOs was MUDs. Mm, no way. I, I think before that, even we probably should define what an MMO is for most people. Uh, well, I'm, because I'm a lot not... of people think of MMO, they only think of MMORPGs. That's true. Uh, right? So MMO, so and we've also had that people suggested. I know to me that certain games are considered; they consider them MMOs, <laughs> but they're they're not. And we'll we'll get. I, it's a lot. It's a lot. So um, uh, MMOs. Uh, I guess we can. Do you want to give like the Wikipedia? <laughs> 
mean, I, I don't have the Wikipedia definition, uh, but I, I mean, mean I, off the top I of my head, like <laughs> MMO is a massively multiplayer online. Like MMO stands massively multiplayer online. It is essentially a game where a large number of people can all connect and interact within a shared persistent world. Actually, that's that be fine? that's not far off from the Wikipedia says. That's good. Uh, See, I could have written Wikipedia. It probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I, lo- I love that they're like uh, on most network capable platforms, including personal computer, video game console, or smartphones. Which you know, mm-hmm. I think written, writing this back in the '90s would have just been personal computer. So, oh, uh, back in the '90s, it might have also just been on like BBSs and yeah. Uh, Telephone lines. So, uh, so it we 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 preface that is that you know games like uh, what's a good example like Terraria or yeah, Terraria is not BMO because it is does not meet the criteria of massive massive. Uh-huh, uh huh. Uh, Minecraft. Even though people can host servers theoretically, uh, not an MMO. Uh, and, uh, we did talk about this a little bit. Minecraft has the ability that, in theory, it could be an MMO if you had a large enough server mm-hmm. that was persisted and maintained. But no one maintains a large enough server to call it a massively multiplayer. Yeah, game. I, 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 there is a Minecraft MMO that's a server, but I can't say that it's massively multi. Like it's mm-hmm. not. I don't think there's hundreds of thousands of people playing it. It's maintained, but it's not hundreds of thousands of people playing it. So, uh. The the thought of um, oh man, what's that one game where you're flying around in a spaceship and you go to visit planets? It didn't do so hot. Uh, no oh, man's sky. Score? No, no man's sky. Oh, no man's sky. <laughs> There's a lot of games where you go and fly around in spaceships. No, Spore was uh, create monsters and <laughs> and eventually fly around in spaceships. That's true. That's how you met Steve. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but the fun part was just trying to create hideous things that should never exist um and steve Steve. who might be hideous things that should never exist uh there's there's statues of steve but anyways yeah (laughs) it's not a spore podcast it's not oh my god that would be the worst podcast (laughs) that would be hilarious it would be creature yeah um so uh yeah the things like no man's sky uh, minecraft terraria those are not mmos uh they they, do not meet the massive no um but think games that do world of warcraft everquest uh, rpg 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 uh uh i'm trying to think like i'm trying and i'm I'm like i'm so far like the the top five yeah i'm trying to pull out the not top five uh if you want to okay so so let's get into some more like unique mmos that you might not consider as an mmo second life Yep. Um, if anyone played Have a Hotel back in the day, I know it's still around. I think it hit NFTs lately. Not a mm. great thing. No. Uh, you want to look at, like we've already mentioned, Warcraft and Starcraft, or not Starcraft, um, EverQuest, um, Age of Conan, Warhammer. Yep, Age of Conan and Warhammer. Oh, uh, Warhammer is an interesting one because there is a Warhammer MMO specifically. But when you look at Warhammer the game, uh, there are parts of it that kind of feel similar to an MMO, like like the actual like tabletop Warhammer game, uh-huh. because some of them are a like a living world. And Dungeons and Dragons kind of fits into this as well. That it is a living world, 
as you play, you can affect this world. Um, and some of them are, yes, massively. Like you can have a massive, like you report back to the system and the system will change based on how players interact with this thing. Uh, it is not online. That It does not meet the MMO criteria for not being online. Yeah, uh, But they uh, are massive, they are multiplayer, and uh, like Warhammer did eventually get an online game as well, so that's an interesting one. Um, Eve. Eve is another good example. Uh, yep. Planet side. Planet side. Uh, uh, and, and people are like writing these down. They might be writing these down like, what's planet side? Like, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go into all of these in uh, yeah. uh, the future. I'm just, I want to give like a broad list of different things that are kind of MMO-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so that because people always go to the same ones over and over again. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, not an MMO. Not massive. No. Uh, Mario Kart, not o- online. <laughs> yeah, not, not online. Not an MMO. It, well, it, no, no, Mario Kart has online. It is not massive again. That's true. It is not massive. Um, oh, man. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, massive online MMO. Yeah. Elder, oh, Skyrim, not an MMO. <laughs> there is a multiplayer mod for Skyrim, still but not still an MMO. It does not meet the massive criteria. Yeah. Um, so like when you're trying to think of like is something an MMO, it is pretty easy to identify like is it massive, is it multiplayer, and is it online? Yeah. Um. So in that sense, if you really want to break it down and get into the nitty gritty, if you were on an online forum back in the day when those were still popular, and you're doing like a massive RP with people, you could probably qualify that as an MMO. Yeah. And people probably that's and I, I would think that's what created the next step, which is the muds, right? The multi-user dungeons. I like think kind of came the other way around, but really, yes. you think? Do you think muds came first before people started doing like RP through forms? Yes, because muds came back from like the text-based uh, adventure games, which kind of sprung out of like D and D and whatnot way back when, like the offline stuff. I've been like, role playing didn't come first, but I don't think that forum style. Play by post happened prior to muds necessarily. <laughs> I've encountered a Gru. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, it is dark. You are it, likely to be eaten by a Gru. Oh no! <laughs> uh, for anyone who does not get that reference, go look it up because great game. I don't know if I've ever played it, but great game. Um, so yeah, now that we've kind of gone over that initial little bit, muds. Uh, multi-user dungeons. Oh boy, that's that's old. <laughs> so, I've never really had a chance to play any of them, so I'm less familiar with them. I do know that they are like the grandparent a lot of of MMOs, um, and there are some big ones. A mud isn't necessarily an MMO. I can probably point that out because not all of them are massive or multiplayer for that. Well, actually, they are multiplayer. They're not necessarily massive. Yeah, um, but a mud by definition is a multi-user dungeon. There are multiple users in it. Ergo, multiplayer. Um, but they they were the the I would say the the starting inspiration for, for sure. They were definitely the precursor, if nothing else. Yeah, um, and they basically like at the very simple terms, you had a text command line and you put in some command, and then it gave you back some response. So like, move left. Move right, check inventory, attack. Very, very basic commands. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Right. I mean, 
Yeah. It's so you know it's a very text based. I built one. They're fun. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you could turn people into jerky. It was really good. You can turn people into. <laughs> no, no, no! In the one that I built, you could. I mean, you could do whatever. I mean, yes, in the one you built, but yeah, that was kind of the exciting thing about them is that people built yeah. them, and you could do. They could do a lot of fun things. I think things that um, you don't always necessarily see any more of. <laughs> And well, I say that it was more of a wild west kind of thing back then. It really was. Uh, <laughs> it really, truly was. So uh, like, they they did pave a way for a lot of the systems that we used to, and, and and again, like a lot of this does go back to older role playing type stuff with uh, like Dungeons and Dragons back in the the seventies, right? Like it is, you have your storytelling, you have your adventure or whatever that kind of drives you and that kind of kicked off all these things and, and a lot of them are a lot better with multiple people mm-hmm. and of course when you're it's really easy to kind of build something that's text-based because you have you're all you're using your imagination to build all these things right you have uh if you hear a text like you enter the room in this cold dank cave and uh there's this hulking shadow in the corner like you can imagine all that you can same thing with like a podcast right you're imagining what we're talking about how are we're discussing things and everything but you can't see anything it's all through your imagination Mm -hmm. and then a step from that is what if we were to add pictures to this system or what if we were to make it so that you could actually move around and have an avatar in this world and that's where we came up with stuff like meridian 59 59 uh, I think some, it was Meridian 59. Yeah. And EverQuest. Those and uh what was the other one that came was one of the first ones? Uh, uh you mean it's not, not Ashran's call. Ultima, Ultima, thank Ultima, you. Ultima Online. Yeah. Uh which and, and those kind of are like yeah, like the th- not necessarily 3D, but like those are the graphical MMO. Yeah. And if you ever like decide to look up Ultima, you be don't, don't be shocked when you see an isometric, uh, <laughs> like Diablo looking yeah. game because that's what it was. It was and it was that was a, a sandbox MOBA. Again, we'll get into that in a little bit. So, uh, but so yeah, yeah. Um, MMOs come in all shapes, sizes. Yeah, there is. Yeah. It's not something new. It's not something that WoW invented, despite how, what they might want you to believe. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily an RPG. Yeah. We all know who created our MMOs. It was Pirates. Apple. <laughs> the courage. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, true. Uh, the So uh, for, you had Ultima Online, and that inspired uh, what eventually came EverQuest, right? And EverQuest exploded. Like, that truly was the MMO... Uh, that brought forth, I, I would say, like pretty much everything else. Every, yeah. Everything else followed after that. And EverQuest was truly unique in its design because they, they again, it was really the Wild West. They had the ability to create whatever they wanted and it allowed people to start connecting using the internet in a way that wasn't done truly prior like there yeah you could do that in ultima but i think everquest took away a little bit of the 
harshness of Ultima. I, I would say that's fair. I think they took a little bit of the harshness away because I remember in Ultima that if you died in, in the PvP, your 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 gear your gear got stolen. <laughs> so, uh, I think that still happened to some degree in EverQuest. Uh, did it start? Oh, I think on PvP servers, right? They had separate servers, right? Though. And Ultima, that uh, was an no, option. no. I don't know if they had specific PvP servers, but they did have. You did have to flag. It was an opt-in PvP. It was opt-in unless you unless you killed someone, in which case, including guards, uh, and then uh, you would be auto-flagged for PvP because you were being evil. Yeah, that is free game. Yep. Um. And EverQuest had some unique things about it that we don't see in MMOs today. Like, uh, what, uh, Quentin, what happens if you, if you're, you're, let's say, in a zone <laughs> and you walk into that zone and you're not ready to take on the monsters in that zone and, uh, the monster leave and that monster, leave. but let's say if you're sneaking in, you're like, I need to get to this city and it's on the other side of the zone. And I, I know that the zone is two levels or let's say five levels higher than me. Uh, what do you do? What's your option? Sneak through, right? Like that would be. Well, your option one is to leave. Your option uh-huh. two is to yell out and chat, like, "Hey, I'm trying to get here. Can someone please help?" Mm-hmm. Uh, three, you can usually pay for a port. Mm-hmm. Uh, that used to be a thing. Yep. Uh, but yeah, your your options are basically sneak, and if you fail to sneak, you are going to die and have to restart back oh. far from away from wherever you currently are. Naked. <laughs> yes, naked. And run back to your corpse in order to get back some of your gear and some of your experience. And if you die enough, you would let go. You would lose your levels. Yeah. Now Good the other, days. there is the other option of trying to run through the zone. And if monsters leash you, you you yell out the word train. Uh, train to zone. Uh, train to zone. <laughs> and, train to zone. And, and you're slapping feet meets digital feet meets <laughs> on the oh ground. crush bone keep. Good old days. <laughs> Uh, Anyone who's an EverQuest veteran knows exactly what I'm talking about on that one. And, and the player, and like the people listening to this that may not be, you know, EverQuest veterans, if you don't know what Train to Zone <laughs> is, uh, imagine you pull all of the monsters in the area and they all start attacking you. Mm-hmm. And then you decide to book it to the zone line so that you are no longer in that zone. And once you cross over that loading screen, you are safe. You are trying to escape, and you just have this sudden train of a ton of creatures that are following you. Um, you yellow a train because as soon as you cross that line, all of those creatures are going to start walking back. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's in their path is not going to have a good day. No. Uh, it's, it's unlike current MMOs in the, ta- the same way that like there's no leashing. Uh, monsters do, don't have a range uh, of their There like, was some. There was leashing some. wasn't necessarily the default. That was the it, difference. No, yeah. Uh, but, and leashing, for anyone who's not familiar with the term, is when uh, you're fighting a monster and after you run a certain distance, the monster decides to give up and go back to where it started. Yes. Uh, so you, you may not see that happen. <laughs> and that was uh, terrifying. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, but then, like EverQuest, so EverQuest originally for timeline wise came out in about 1999, uh, and it had a lot of success uh, enough so that they actually decided that they were going to build a sequel to it, and that came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it 99 or yeah? I think it was 99 that EverQuest came out. So no, 2004 yes. is when they decided to build a sequel. However, a lot of the original devs that worked on EverQuest. Um, ended up moving over to Blizzard and working on their MMO, and in 2004 was also when. 
uh, World, World of Warcraft. Warcraft came out, which learning from MMO and having a lot of the same developers that worked on it and had experience with all of that uh, ended up, uh, coupled with the marketing and the story from Blizzard, ended up becoming a huge market success. Yep. Uh, Blizzard uh, thought about how to not necessarily reinvent the wheel, but how to make the wheel more accessible to players. <laughs> so um, it took a lot of the things that EverQuest was doing and said, hey, you know, like the leashing, and said, hey, what if we made it a little more, you know, palatable? So people, if they need to run to that zone line, they're not dragging hundreds of mobs behind them and, and going to kill everybody in the zone. Uh, good times. Uh, yeah, and what if if you die, you didn't lose a level? Like, what if it was like you if you got back to your body, you were okay, and stuff like that. And you know, it, it was those things that made World of Warcraft way more accessible. And then at on top of it, it was running on the coattails of World uh, Warcraft Three, which was a huge right. success for Blizzard. Huge success. So people and I think that's what we have to, to really sell as well, because like EverQuest Two, the sequel also had a lot of these things. It had a lot of systems that honestly are still better than World of Warcraft. Yeah, um, and World of Warcraft is a lot of stuff that's better than EverQuest Two. Mm-hmm. But Blizzard had the brand recognition from Diablo, from StarCraft, from Warcraft, and a huge success that that was each of these franchises at the time to kind of drive this game and, and push yeah. it to the forefront of everything. Yeah, and it, and it seems weird to say that. Like, oh, it wasn't EverQuest a huge game? Why didn't it? It was really because you had a lot of people that may have not been interested in playing an MMO, right? Like, because they had to pay right. monthly for it. But now they were met yeah. with, oh, I can play in the world of Warcraft 3. Oh, I, I love how they handled StarCraft and, like, there's such a great story to, they, and so on and so forth it's an easier ask of your audience that might be interested in jumping into something they're more like the, the style of your work that they're more familiar with than that one that they're not. Right. So with this too, like EverQuest, yes, like we say this EverQuest was a huge success. It was the precursor to a lot of things. It was massively successful, but this is back in the late nineties, early two thousands. The internet wasn't, terribly popular and like even though it was a huge success in its own right compared to other games at that time it wasn't necessarily a massive market it was still very niche yeah um and uh, for example you're competing against things like sim city the sims uh roller coaster tycoon uh call of duty uh it was call of duty oh man not uh, call of duty sorry counter-strike counter-strike um yeah. Duke Nukem, even at that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah, uh, back, back in that era. Yeah. So like, it, like it was a huge success, but it wasn't necessarily the huge success that we think of, like World of Warcraft, today. No, it was maybe hundreds of thousands. Maybe a hundred. What a hundred? It was. Yeah, it was probably in the thousands, thousands maybe tens of thousands. thousands. I would be iffy if it got to the hundreds of thousands at this point. Um, like a lot of people were still on dial-up. Remember, like this yeah, that's, is... right. that's the other thing too. <laughs> Forgot to mention, this was on dial-up. So. Yeah. Uh, like, and for all the raiders out there, you're wondering, like, how did they organize raids? Raids weren't terribly organized. Nope. Uh, there were 72 people in EverQuest raids, uh-huh. and you had strict rotations so that you knew 
who was going to be casting the next heal, who was going to be casting the abilities, who was tanking, what happens if you die, who buffs, who pulls, who controls things. Like, it was more of an organized mess than like today's coordinated raids. Yeah. Uh, and you also had call lists. Like, physically, people would have phone numbers of their uh, yep. guildmates <laughs> and. At whatever time things spawned, they would get a phone call in the middle of the night being like, hey, this is up. Come kill it. Uh, I, because I, I, open world bosses. But that's a whole other topic. Uh, back I, to the MMOs. I, I was going to say, just a real quick story, like super fast. It, by, I, back <laughs> back in like, like right when we were finishing high school going into college, I was at my friend's house and he was playing EverQuest. And we were up. We were up anyway. It was like, you know, it's that age where you're like, you're up at 3 a.m. for no reason, right? He gets, I'm not kidding. He was online on EverQuest, right? We were playing, I don't know, Dragon Ball Z, Tenkaichi, I don't know. I could, one of the Dragon Ball <laughs> Z fighting games on the PlayStation 2. Uh, okay. And he got a phone call at 3 a.m. <laughs> he was already online. He's like, the the boss, the world boss spot. <laughs> he just turns around and like flips on. And sure enough, him and his EverQuest guild had to go and kill this thing for like, like a, a rare item drop for somebody in the guilds for mm -hmm. so that and that like that thing was like the best in slot so, but you hear that story from like i don't know i don't call them old heads but like the old mmo players about like <laughs> that that sort of stuff and it, it, i mean that uh, to be fair that's quentin and i too like we, we played these games it's not like we didn't i never uh, got calls in the middle of the night oh for i did sort of stuff for, but for I got wow calls. i got yeah i got calls i got calls for certain world bosses and wow back in the early days uh and it, it it's it was a different breed right like it wasn't like we had discord and and stuff that we had <laughs> chat programs but they weren't great they you, you sounded like you were talking through tin cups so, get all uh, in trillo team uh, speak <laughs> was a newer one like oh man people were talking like remember those stick microphones that used to like <laughs> be on your desk and that no, was I always head. had headset microphones. You always had the headset microphone. I remember, like, yeah. my friend had the stick microphone and then wore like a cheap of JVC, like, it's <laughs> like, headphones. oh, this is so bad. Uh, but you know, we, anyway, yeah, it, you know, it, you got to World of Warcraft, and at that point, uh, around uh, night, I'm sorry, and like right before World of Warcraft, I believe Final or right around the same time Final Fantasy XI launched. So right within that time frame, Final Fantasy XI was in the EverQuest. And that's where they took inspiration from as well. That was 2001, I believe. That One. Came so, out. so, and then you had Eleven. So Eleven had a lot of inspiration from EverQuest. That's why a yeah. lot of Eleven is open world and has special, like, gear that would, like, a lot of uh, horizontal uh, uh, gear progression and uh, you know, a lot of spawning and late night calls and like chili. If not a lot of uh, quality of life. Not a lot of quality of life. A lot of great stories from people, but not a lot of quality of life. Not mm -hmm. things that you would see in Final Fantasy fourteen or current WoW or, or things of that nature. So, um, and then you know, as time went on, there was a section of the uh, of the MMO genre uh, during the boom. I would like to call it the the dark ages uh, a little bit because. <laughs> It, it wasn't quite dark. It, it was really, it was, it was, it was actually a, a really like a, almost like a renaissance. Like there was a lot of good things coming out, yes. and a lot of unique things. Now City almost of none of them survived. No, I mean, some of them came back. They, City they of all brought some really 
Well, they all brought some really good ideas, and mm-hmm. they kind of shaped the next generation, I yeah. would say. And th- but this and was like a renaissance where a lot of things came out, and they really like stepped up the game or, or pushed the envelope to what was possible in these games. Yeah. Uh, there were some games that are not necessarily RPGs, uh, mm-hmm. like the the original. Uh, man, I'm going to lose the name of it. You said it earlier to me. I'll, I'll Planet Side. Planet Side One, which was yeah, a Planet Side uh, was. One of those. The first MMO FPS, right? It, it, yeah. A, a massively online multiplayer game, but it was all about control with your team, right? Think of Call yeah. of Duty, but on a grand scale, right? And it's multiple factions, and you're trying to compete to to conquer a, a map zone. But it's yeah. not... They brought in the nice three-faction system with consistent... Uh, PvP. Back and forth. Yeah, like a constant PvP or back and forth. And I was all FPS. I can't remember. I think it was, was it first person? It was all first person. Yeah, it was first person. person Uh, And they did really, and and that kind of set the ground of like, you know, MMOs don't have to be RPGs necessarily. And a lot of companies, a lot of companies starting in that era started trying to replicate the WoW model. Like, hey, World of Warcraft is massively successful. Let's build it, but better. Yeah. Um, some companies were just like, what if we did it, but with a twist? Yeah. And there's some games that were really good, right? Like, they, they, mm-hmm. we said they innovated. Like, City of Heroes was like, what if, you know, it, yes, it was an RPG, but it was if you're a superhero, right? And that yeah. was super successful. Like, it, it really did change, like, People love that because they love the idea of becoming a superhero. When they released their expansion, City of Villains, you got to be the bad guy. That was also very interesting. Um, and we also learned that some things don't necessarily work as well in the MMOs. Like way back then, factions were a huge, huge thing. Like EverQuest mm-hmm. had a ton of them. WoW has a ton of them. Yeah. Faction grinding is a huge thing in a lot of games, even still. But it's not necessarily a really fun thing. It is. It is a grinding mechanic. Yeah. And. There was a game way back when that had factions in it, but also added like a political aspect of it. And like from everyone that I've talked to, they really enjoyed the system, but it seems like it didn't really take off uh, because unfortunately Vanguard uh, did oh, not last yeah. cast of time. But it yeah. had a lot of really unique, interesting mechanics that we still don't see in games today. It really did. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I know it's it's something to be said that like, Oh, you know, like, oh, that sounds cool. And how come we don't do that still? I, I, I think no one, like, I know this is sometimes like, sometimes it's not you. worth it. It's, it's not <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Sometimes it's not worth it. And sometimes it is. I, we, we shouldn't say it's never worth it, but it's true. It's, yeah. it, it depends on who's developing the game and how they see they can make it fit in their world. Um, yeah. And I mean, a good example of this is open world bosses. We mentioned yes. them before, having to camp them, having to get up in the middle of the night to kill them. Like, a lot of people have fond memories of these. They're kind of weird, but sometimes yeah, you have fond memories of these moments. But the idea of waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning because you need to kill something in a video game doesn't match with a lot of people would expect right now. So as many people have fond memories of open world bosses and dungeons and having to fight to kill things, uh, most games got rid of those. Yeah, That's a quality of life upgrade. <laughs> Yeah, or they put as them someone who enjoyed open world dungeons, or they increased their timers, better. right? Like they made them, they made the the world boss pop more often, so that it wasn't always right. like the spawn time is always at three a.m. The spawn time now is like, oh, it, it pops up at 
3 a.m. every three hours or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So it's a little more accessible for people. Uh, so we've talked a lot about uh, where MMOs kind of started from, the genre, where we hit with World of Warcraft, the the next the Renaissance, and then like the 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 era the era of um, WoW clones. I would say that that was <laughs> like or or a the WoW killer area era of uh, MMOs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, there were some Everything's good. Everything's the next WoW killer. And, and, yeah, and, and and sadly, I think there were some great games in that area that were clouded by, and I don't want to say the developers necessarily. I think it was the communities saying, "Oh, this is going to be better than WoW. This is the the WoW killer." Sometimes, yeah. the devs claimed their game was that. Sometimes the community did, and the community could really hurt a game. By doing that, we see that today. We all absolutely, it was just, it, it was the early form of gatekeeping, right? Like, a, just a weird version of it. Like, oh, this is going to be better in WoW. WoW's not doing what I like anymore. So, this is going to be better in WoW. Um, and sometimes that would set the game up for failure, right? Because then, like, if the devs sometimes felt they had to compete with Warcraft instead of focusing on what they wanted to make. Um, a good example of that is Rift, right? Like, uh, Rift yeah. is a game we've both played. We both loved Rift. Like, it was a mm-hmm. great, it was a lot of fun. It but introduced I, some really interesting mechanics, some really cool concepts and ideas, which I still don't think are replicated in other places. Not really, no. Very, very few places. I, I still love the, the weird, like, puzzles throughout the world and the jump, like, mm-hmm. oh, even like the, the secret jumping area, not jumping puzzle. Well, they were jumping puzzles, I guess. Uh, like I remember one where you had to jump, uh, make friends with a bunch of s- squirrels in a circle. And then from there, jump down into like a little circle in the water pit and you got like an achievement to pet squirrels. So like, it was just weird stuff like that, that made Rift very unique. Um, and some of the classes and stuff like that. So, uh, and then other genres started coming out though, like p- things that were never trying to be world of Warcraft or wow killers like Eve. Um, and 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 you're like, what the heck's Eve? Eve is still running to this day, and Eve, much Somehow. like, and much like, and we're gonna go back in time real quick to say, Ultima Online is a sandbox on uh, you know MMO, uh, and this is where we get into sandbox versus uh, theme park. So World of Warcraft, EverQuest, Final Fantasy fourteen. Elder, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, online. Yeah, uh, these are all considered theme park MMOs. Uh, and I think Quentin's got the best definition for a theme park MMO, so <laughs> I'm let you take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like my definition of theme park. It's very aptly named. A theme park MMO is just an MMO that kind of has a little bit of something for everyone. If you really like roller coasters, there's roller coasters. If you like carnival games, there's carnival games. If you want to go and swim in the water slide, or <laughs> you want to go on the water slides, go on the water slides. Uh, theme Park MMO has a little bit of something that everyone can kind of enjoy. They're not really targeting a niche. Like before we talked about Planetside, and Planetside is an MMO FPS. It is a first-person shooter game. That's much more niche. It is not a theme park. It doesn't have systems for everyone but all these other games that we were talking about wow rift everquest um they have a little bit of something for everyone you have your combat you have your adventurers your fighters you have your um pvp you have uh both like open world pvp and 
arena style PvP where you're doing a certain objective or objective style PvP, I should say. Uh, you have competitive pieces of PvP in there as well as just free-for-all type stuff. You have crafting and commerce systems that let you build your own empire or craft gear for people. You have uh, like hard content like raiding or extreme savage, uh, whatever your game calls it. It is content that is extremely difficult to do and you need a dedicated group to kind of go and do it. And you get some really impressive rewards from it and you get some sort of status symbol for that. Um, all of these games have a little bit of something that no matter what your interest is, you're going to like it. Um, or you're going to like some part of it. The entire game, probably not going to be for you. If you are someone who really likes crafting, you're probably not going to be a high-end raider. But there's a little bit of there, and you can still play the game fully and enjoy and experience it without having to enjoy all of it. It, it, is, it caters to everyone. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, a really good example of this would be, I think, the Guild Wars franchise, Guild Wars 1, Guild Wars 2. Um, and we're also starting to experience a little bit with Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, they have content that lets you go and craft. They have content that lets you build houses and design areas. They let you deal with markets and commerce. They let you go and do your PvP, your raiding, different levels of combat difficulty. Excuse me. And then... Uh, you also have things like collections, and you can go out into the world and explore, and you get benefits from exploring different areas and finding all the little secrets and the hidden niches and secret quests and all these different things. So like, it caters to different types of audiences, um, which means that it's going to have a very broad appeal. If World of Warcraft was just a combat system where you went and... Uh, started attacking monsters, and you, that was the whole thing you did throughout the entire story. It would not be a successful game uh, because there's no substance to it. There's nothing else for people to do when they get tired of killing monsters. True. So, yeah. Theme box, you are given a ton of different options to do. Mm-hmm. The sandbox is kind of the opposite of that, right? You are given pretty much no options to do, but you have the ability to do whatever you want. Yeah, and and I think, and I think I think the one important thing I think between both of them is how that your your player, your character affects the world, right? In the theme box, yes, you'll affect the world, but it's not necessarily permanent. Um, it could still be permanent, though. It, it can, it, in some aspects, yes. Uh, but I think it's more so in sandbox, right? I think I think there's some something to be said in like a sandbox game where the like your house is a tangible thing. Does that make sense? Like you could build a house as a tangible thing in the world. Where like in a good example is Final Fantasy. Yes, your house is a tangible thing in the world, but you know it's not. It it's not like a it can be destroyed right and then like oh your like your house will right. always exist or like oh oh uh i'm oh did you hear that so and so killed uh thwarden and like you hear that like <laughs> ooh they killed thord and like it, but then that means that you can't kill thwarden let's just let's put it that way that's right. a good example like you that means oh they killed thwarden or it- or there might be some other thing that requires you to, you might have to do something else before you could do it as well yeah so like a- it, 
I, I think a good example of this sort of sandbox uh, from things that we haven't pulled in would be something like uh, EverQuest Landmark, which was a game released mm-hmm. back in uh, 2014, I believe it was. Yeah, uh, not yeah. released, it was in a beta. And it basically, to, to put it very simple, is very similar to Minecraft, where you can mine, you can get wood, gather wood, mine rocks, you could reshape the land, and you could build whatever you want in this open world area. Mm-hmm. Um, it also had combat and other things like that. It was kind of a, a testing ground for some other systems. Long story short, you could go and visit everyone else's stuff. You could destroy other people's things if they let you. There was some permissions around this. But effectively, like if you took out that hill to build your, sh- your, your house, that hill was gone. Yeah. You, and your house was there. Right. Same thing with Eve, which we talked about before. Your ships are online; they're in the world. Your ship gets destroyed. Your ship is gone. Gone. It's gone. If you ever, uh, if you ever want to see something that's cool, just go to YouTube and type uh, "Eve Online Massive Battles." <laughs> Those aren't like. That's not like StarCraft. Those are legit, like hundreds, maybe thousands of people in different factions fighting each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there will be a loser. And it and uh somebody has always gone online and said, oh, this this war, this Eve war costs them and they can actually equate it to real life dollars. So <laughs> it's it's fascinating. Like I it, it, honestly uh you know as an MMO fan, I I may not play Eve, but I really like watching those wars. <laughs> They're really fun. it's really like watching a space opera take place. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's dumb, but it's a lot of fun. Uh another good example is Conan Exiles, right? Conan Exiles is a game where you you can affect the world, right? You could summon gods into the world. And yeah, there's private servers, but those private servers hold thousands of people um you can pay for a server or you can go one of their live servers and like things that happen in that world are, are different like mm-hmm. your house is built it could be destroyed by a god because that's someone else summoned in and then you have to rebuild your house like your house is affected over the world it doesn't it doesn't respond uh and stuff like that so there are many different genres now uh, what was that other one that's coming that's i think it's still in development right now star citizen <laughs> nope nope uh, the that one that one. has different like sharded worlds. Oh, uh, 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 ashes of creation. Was it ashes? Uh, a- yes. No, a- no, no. So, no, well, ashes is going to be a. I would say closer to what ever, like kind of like some of the ideas of EverQuest Three had of like, mm-hmm. you, l- let's say if you're in an area, right? We're all you and I and the rest of our friends are all questing in one area, right? And the area starts off as tents. And as we progress, the tents turn into a small shanty town. And then the shanty town turns to an actual town. It, it starts the and then the, the quest hub grows bigger and larger. And then eventually we can like one of us can be voted in as mayor and there's taxes and stuff <laughs> like that. So like the, uh, I, yes. the, the idea of that is that the world can be changed from the player's point of view. Uh, and every server will be unique. Uh, mm-hmm in that aspect of like, oh, okay, you guys de- are over on this continent developing it that over there. We stood over in this continent developed over here. Your questing will be different. The dungeons that unlock will be different according to the team. I do not know how much that will be true because it's still in development, but but that's what they state that they're working towards. Uh, and I have to say, yeah, some of that is true. Like I saw the beta tests that some of it is viable. Like they are working towards that and that tech, they, they have the tech, they, I see it working. So 
it's going to be. I think the interesting thing with this is like we're talking about like what's a sandbox, what's a. Uh, and it's starting to blend. Theme park. <laughs> right, exactly. Like this is, no, this is kind of a hybrid model when you mix that sandbox and theme park. And that's. Like, yeah, that, these aren't exclusive terms. You can no. have a little bit of both in your game. You can. Yeah. And I think that honestly, it makes for it's a much harder game to build. Sandbox games are notoriously difficult to build. They sure are. <laughs> but they offer a lot more opportunity because the player is the one who can imagine and create all of the different scenarios. And mm-hmm. if you can combine that with a theme park MMO where you have a lot of options of things you can do, there is a very, very strong argument that can be made that like that that's just going to be a, an extremely successful um, combination. Yeah. And but it's also very hard to pull off, which is a lot of companies have tried to do it, and none have yet been successful. Successful. Uh, I think. I think the idea, and that's why a lot of people have are looking at something like Ashes of Creation as a breath of fresh air. And I and I've got. I think I've said it not necessarily on our podcast. I will say it now. I, th- I think I definitely said it to Quentin, and I've said it to Susan. Um, and a few of our friends that I, I really do believe that the renaissance of MMO, like the, like there was a re- renaissance, a golden era, but now I think now the renaissance is happening soon. Within, I would say within the next five to ten years, MMOs are going to start seeing a, a shift and change into some new genres. There's one I, I look at all the time that may be, you know, I, I find interesting. I don't know if it's going to launch. You know, it's it's again, it's one of those games that, yes, it's heading towards its first alpha, major alpha test, and that's Pantheon. But yeah. as someone who has lived through that whole era of MMO releases and hype cycles, yes, I have been severely have, burned yeah. way too many times, and yeah. I no longer pay attention to anything that is not strictly in like almost basically a beta phase at this point because yeah. there is too much chance that the marketing words that they say at the very beginning that sound like this is going to be the next best thing ever, and why would anyone not want to play this? Mm-hmm. Uh, that initial vision and the actual result that comes out if it comes out are very very different yeah but it's good to see i I would say the one important thing that i think companies have learned now is open communication i think i think if anything you and i have seen well even with that it's not necessarily even successful it's, it's not yeah it might not be successful but i think what we're seeing now is a hey Yes, you are kickstarting our game. You've given us money, but we're also we're going to start communicating to you a lot more, right? We're going to start showing you our progress and doing this. And I think it, it you know, it, it's good for smaller, I guess, ind- independent developers now that are making MMOs like like Paleo, Paleo, Paleo right? Am I pronouncing that correct? And which is going to be free, right? Uh, in 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 things like Pantheon and Ashes of Creation and <laughs> what else? Uh, you know, games like I, in that there's aspect. There's a lot of stuff that could potentially be coming out, but again, until they have something very solid to show, and that's really a beta test, in my opinion. Like an yeah. alpha, an alpha still has a lot of room a for work. improvement and potential. It really does, yeah. Um, especially and, when you see all these games, like oh, uh, uh, with developers becoming more communicative and having this open dialogue with people, a lot of people are learning that development of MMOs is hard and takes it's, years. Yes. And uh, I, I, like, it really does. <laughs> it really does. And I, and I, th- I think that's a good thing. 
Well, even when they see like, hey, look, we're getting combat ready and like the animations are bad and the movement is bad and everything just is really terrible. Everyone's looking like, like what? They're like, well, yeah, you don't get all that polish in the last like year, maybe. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're going to uh, be dealing with poor systems and like testing things for months, if not longer. Uh, a good example for me was when Pantheon did a uh, test dungeon, I want to say a year or two ago. Uh, mm-hmm. With with a big streamer, Co Carnage, uh, and mm-hmm. and they were like, and people in chat were like, "Man, this 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 animation looks bad." They're like, "Guys, this is not even alpha." <laughs> like, t- they, yeah. like like even the streamers like, "Guys, like I know you're complaining about a game that's not released." Like, and it's it's like they're like, "Oh, this isn't releasing." Like, it was it's no no it's it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's fascinating. It, it's truly, but to me, I find that fascinating because I love MMOs, right? I love the genre and I want to see the genre continue. I never want to see this genre get hurt. I, and I never want to see MMOs die. Like it's, it's as much as I am for MMOs. I'm also for game preservation, right? Like if an MMO shuts down, we may never see it again, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's MMOs out there. Like if, if sometimes if it's not for people who emulate, you know, MMOs, there might be MMOs that you'll never ever see again. And that's sad to think, right? Like wow. that's, and that, it's. It, I mean, it really is. It's. 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 It's a little heartbreaking because you never want to see something that. I mean, some maybe or never landmark. need to come back. Yeah, like Landmark is a good example. Like Landmark. Yeah, did it have its woes and troubles? Yes, but was it starting to like share with us like a new vision of what MMOs could be? Absolutely. So, was it something that sounded really cool? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yes. Was it? Was the tech? Uh, was the tech? Was the, I would say was the tech there and the money there? Probably not. I don't. Was I don't the think. tech there? Possibly. It was maybe not Early. to their vision, but it had enough of an interesting technology that it was there. Was the money there to fund it? No. No. The <laughs> company was not doing good. They did not have the financial backing. They were not moving fast enough for their expectations. Mm-hmm. It it was not a good mix. It, yeah. But. Uh, so, so like, on that, there are a lot of different things, like a lot of different games that are MMOs, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not necessarily the things that we typically think of MMOs. Like most massive online, you could almost argue that like AOL was a giant MMO, but let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> the the free disc was your was your like your free. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, oh no! <laughs> uh, I mean, we have a Susan gave us a list of uh, MMO, MMO types, uh, and there was there were some on here that I, I some we I knew, some I didn't. We know. don't know if some of these are exist. I well, I, again, some yeah, of the, these, not all yeah, of them. Yeah, some so of them. one I know, I, I think I knew that Quentin didn't know was uh, massively multiplayer online casual like games, which were like puzzle games, and that and I'll say puzzle pirates, and if you were. <laughs> If you know and that, I not remember Puzzle Pirates. If you know that, come into our Discord and say yes. I I remember Puzzle Pirates. You may have never played it, but you'll you'll remember the ad for Puzzle Pirates. It was always above your G, like above in a banner of a GeoCities website. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not something that I ever remember. Old, old when Kotaku was good, uh, that's when you saw Puzzle Pirates. So again, never. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Kotaku was? 
so there, there no. there's a lot out there, and they're on strike right now, though. So they are solidarity with them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and where does this leave you currently? If you're a Final Fantasy 14 player, what, you know, you 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 play a theme park MMO. Is there anything wrong with that? No. No. No, there's not. You play a theme park MMO because theme park MMOs cater to everyone. Yeah. They are not excluding others because you don't like the gameplay style. Now, if you find a non-theme park MMO that you really enjoy, cool. Yeah. That means that there's some niche out there that caters to you. Yeah. That, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, you're like, well, you know, what... What if I want to try other MMOs? Go ahead. Like I, I, I am. I know it's it's gonna sound weird, uh, and like you know, some people, you know, like I, coming from a, a section of time where a lot of people stopped playing World of Warcraft and tried Final Fantasy fourteen. I will tell Final Fantasy fourteen players if this is your first MMO, try other MMOs. You don't have to necessarily try World of Warcraft, but try Elder Scrolls Online. Try Eve. Maybe Guild you'll find, too. find try Guild Wars too. They they have a new expansion out. It's a good one. I like that one. Uh, I mean, you know, you may find something that you like in them that Final Fantasy fourteen doesn't offer, mm-hmm. and you and you might find stuff that you wish was in Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's a good thing because that broadens your ideas of what Yoshi P could bring, and then when you know, they ask like, what would you like to see or like go to the forums and leave your suggestions. That's when you start asking about things like, oh, you know, you know, that's why people want the trans, uh, the, the transmog system in World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy 14, because it's a really good system, you know, and I, we understand that they can't give us that system. It's, it's, it's a lot of money and tech that got, went Blizzard put in for that to happen. But they know it's a good system. Yoshi P has said, yeah, I know that's a good system. I wish I could get it in my game. But at least he can admit to it. At least he can admit that, yes, we, that's what we want to strive for eventually, but we can't <laughs> do it now. And, and, and that's great to see. At least, you know, and you might see something in Guild Wars where you're like, man, they, they really do jumping puzzles really well in Guild Wars. And they do. They absolutely do. They do and, a lot of really cool, like, side content. Like, not... Yeah. Like I haven't done most. I haven't done any grouping. Like I played Guild Wars two since before it released. I, I beta tested that one. I have never done group content in Guild Wars two. I think I've done World versus World. I've done. Did you ever uh, do like a lot the of massive, solo? Did you ever do like the massive world stuff? Like where like everybody just gathered and did like a dragon fight or something like that? World bosses. Uh, yeah, I think bosses. I might have done one or two, but most of them were just spamming buttons. They weren't anything fancy. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I've done a, maybe one or two world bosses. I've done the world versus world PvP stuff. I've done a bunch of the solo stuff in the original game, but I haven't touched the group content. I haven't. I, I still. I'm a completionist. I am going to every their location and trying to 100 percent that location. Like, and that's what I find fun about mm-hmm. it, and the fact that it's free and I don't have to pay money for it. Yeah. Sadly, don't have to pay money for a sub. Sub, sub, <laughs> sub. Yeah. Um, you, but yeah, it, it's a really cool game. And, and it's one of those things. And that's why I think both Peter and I like to go around to all these different games and see what they have to offer. Because otherwise, you don't really know what else is out there. You could look at Final Fantasy and say, hey, look it, it's got a free company system. Wow, that's pretty cool. And you can even cro- talk to people cross-world. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Until you go to a game like World of Warcraft where 
or sorry, when you can go to a game like Elder Scrolls Online, I should say, where not only can you join a community like that, you can join, I think, five of them. Five. Five guilds, yeah. And there's not really a concept of a server. It's just you're on North America or you're Mm -hmm. on European server or whatever. Like it's mega server. Yeah. So there's no, you don't have to worry about that cross. World, the whole thing is the world. Yeah, exactly. Like until you see these things, you don't really know that they exist. You don't know that there's necessarily a better version out there. And like Peter was saying earlier, Final Fantasy has some really good glamour stuff. Like we even talked about it uh, last week on the podcast. Uh, They're looking at increasing, uh, giving us five more glamour plates for uh, what is that now? Eight hundred. Oh, 15. No, 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 glamour plates. 15 glamour plates. Yeah. And then another doubling the uh, glamour dresser to 800 spots from 400. Yeah. And that's a really cool idea. Like, we're really happy that that's coming. But you look at something like World of Warcraft that has the transmog system, and you use something that has an appearance, and you can glamour that on anything at any point in the future. Yeah. You whenever have- you want. And it doesn't take up inventory space. It doesn't keep. Take up any space in some sort of glamour dressers or anything. It's just you have a collection of every potential item appearance in the game. As long and as you once you acquire it, to, it yeah. once, once you have that appearance forever. And, and, and it was retroactive too. When they implemented it, they actually went back and scanned your character from everything they've ever equipped in the history of you playing that character, and it was available to you. Yeah, and tr- it, and I get it. That's a lot of work and a lot of. You know, computing and and scanning and and tech that they had to work. Well, it, it depends on how the systems are built that, in the that first too, place. Yeah. And that's the main problem with the the yeah. why we don't have it. But it is something that is really cool. First of all, and yeah. it, it's something that like honestly something we can ask for. The free company system in Final Fantasy. Not very good compared to a lot of other games uh, out there. EverQuest. We have rants on that one. <laughs> EverQuest. That's such a good system. <laughs> so like, it, yeah, like, like Peter said, if you're interested in trying MMOs, do it. Like, absolutely go out there and see what is available or what you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in looking for like recommendations or ideas of what you might want to do, or like. I like this type of gameplay. What sort of MMO would you suggest? Reach out to us, like ping us on Discord, ping us on Twitter, be like, hey, I kind of want to see what's out there, but I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it or if it's going to be worth my time. What would you like? I like doing this sort of thing. What would you suggest I do? I, I we absolutely we've, will. We've both tried a ton of different MMOs. Sure have. I've Peter's wait. played a golf MMO. So if he hasn't tried, <laughs> if he can't figure out an MMO for you to try, yeah, I would be impressed. Like honestly, if if you come and stump him as to what MMO to try, I would be impressed. <laughs> That's. I don't know if that golf MMO still exists, but if it does, Godspeed golf MMO. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's tons out there. There's tons and tons out there. Like, and, and some of my, like all my favorite gaming moments have come from MMOs. Like my, the time when I ran all across the world of EverQuest 2 to learn how to speak dragon. 
taking community. <laughs> dragon. But that was a lot Song of fun. Of ice and fire. It, truly, a, truly a lot of fun. Truly a lot of fun. And, and I know we talk about Final Fantasy and how great its story is. Yes, the story's great, but it's also because it, it, it aimed to be an RPG first. But I also love the moments where my character is, you know, on this epic grand scale quest and I like just to learn a language. <laughs> so there's, there's some aspect of D and D in there that I like. So, uh, I, I think we, we could, I, I think we can successfully, I think, end it there. Yeah, I think we're doing pretty good on this. Yeah. And, um, I'm sure people will have continued questions. Uh, uh, I, I know there was one uh, question I did want to get to, which was from shanty man. He said, what do, what do we consider the top five MMOs currently? And, uh, I, if if I had to go right now, right based on I have three that I can think of off the top of my head. I, I mean, I, if, I currently before Lost Ark launched here, I I would say the top five. I'm not were, counting that one yet because it's still new. It's still new. I would say the top five. Uh, if I don't count that one, if I I would have said the top five there are or yeah, I can maybe do five. I have my uh, five. So I, I I'm not I'm not going to put them in any particular order because I I do not know. Yeah. Uh, ranking would, them is difficult <laughs> it'll rank yeah like hey number wise like i don't think it's that but i think the top five are going to be world of warcraft final fantasy 14 elder scrolls online um uh i forgot the name of it uh black desert online and guild wars 2 and i and i think those were the are the top five here at least in the states i don't i can't say even there i would i could easily say that of maybe BDO. BDO's got a lot of players. Like I know that for a fact. Like they, I was just I was just listening to an MMO podcast the other day. Like they even said BDO's got just like a massive success still. So, like I, I if it is, it's on par with Eve. Like it, vice versa. Like it might just be as even with Eve because Eve, I, I it's, it's been just been around forever. It has been around forever, and like it could easily slide into like the top five really easy. Same with Lost Ark at this point. Yeah. yeah, and same with Lost Ark. Like, Lost Ark could easily, you know... It, it, and to be fair, if Guild Wars never put out another expansion, like, it probably would have slipped off the top five, but the fact that they released, uh, you know, End of Dragons, that puts them right back up there. Like, a lot of people... Yeah, I'm not love, sure if... if I, I think that they would still be up there. Like Guild Wars 2 was still a relatively popular game, even before End of Dragons. It, it was. And with End of Dragons... They've popped up quite a bit. I've heard a lot of really good things about that expansion. Yeah, I still haven't played any of the other expansions. I really would like to, but um, time, time, uh, and and the number of MMOs like it, it. It's difficult to play multiple MMOs at once. Yeah, like eventually we'll finish Lost Ark. We'll get to a point of Lost Ark. We're like, all right, we're good for now. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, then we'll go somewhere else, like maybe Divinity: Original Sin. But <laughs> that's not an MMO. But still. it's not an MMO. But we have limited time. Yeah. So. Uh, so with that, uh, I think that's mine. Uh, what, what were yours? Like, do, are yours match mine? Do you <laughs> pretty much? Yeah, like I would have switched out BDO for Eve probably because okay. I don't really know a lot about BDO. Um, Black Desert Online, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, World of Warcraft is definitely up there. Final Fantasy 14, Elder Scrolls Online. I would say those are probably the big three right now. Yeah, uh, Guild Wars Two was definitely on there for mine, and then. Uh, whatever's in fifth kind of right now. And that I think is a little bit more questionable day to day. Like you said, we have Black Dead or Zone Online. We have Eve. There's uh, Lost Ark. 
Um, and this is also, I, I should, I do want to mention this. This is also taking a very Western approach to all of this. Mm-hmm. This is from our opinions living in North America. Yeah. Um, there is an entire different community of Eastern MMOs, MMOs that are developed in Japan, China, Korea, um, and all of that geographical area. And we don't get a lot of those. Yeah, like, Lost Ark is a very rare one that we've gotten over here. Perfect World and Perfect World Entertainment is another major company that had a lot of MMOs. They don't see as much success over here because they tend to be much more grindy. Mm-hmm. Ion was another one that came out a number of years ago that's still around here. Yeah. I think they recently did a remaster or like a revamp of it as well to kind yeah. of make it a little bit more player-friendly. Terra. Um, Terra was another interesting one, yep. Um, that was a... Uh, what was that one? That was a... Uh... I, I remember it. I'm just like, what did they call it? Uh, what? Oh, what? Over there? Over here? Because it was called Terra no. over here. No, no, no. Like the type of game. Oh, it was. It was it because you had it, the combat. It, it was action. It was action based combat, right? And then, like, like and you had then, to go up and you have to, like, click to slash, kind of like Elder Scrolls yeah. Online is. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. And they, they did some fun stuff in that game, like some funny, like, like fun stuff, which was, uh, like, the giant monsters were called, like, Big effing monsters, just like BFMs, like, like yeah, so, something like that. So, and then, uh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out one. I think one game that we didn't mention, and I and it's not that it's on the list. It's just that it, it currently doesn't exist. And I and I hope, I you hope that one too. I, that it comes back in some form or fashion because truly it was a lot of fun. It really, and I, I do miss it, like because it really was a lot of fun. Uh, and that's Wildstar. I think Wildstar. Mm. It was a game that had a I lot of love. A little bit. Yeah, it, it it had a lot of love behind it. Their housing system was a lot of fun. They they did a lot of like they did they did a lot of smart and fun things. Like they hit a lot of stuff in their worlds, and like it was a sci-fi game. And uh, you know, like they 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 ter- they thought about things differently because they didn't do a fantasy genre. They did a sci-fi genre. Like, oh, what if we mm-hmm. if the healer had guns and shot you to heal? <laughs> like, like sage. stuff like yeah yeah like sage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, actual, there was another one guns. that was kind of like that too. What was it? Um, Star Wars, uh, Sword War is uh, no, that. not not Star Wars, not Star Wars Galaxies or Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, um, I mean, there's a few sci-fi MMOs. That other one, the one that did not, that it didn't last very long. Ooh, that does not help. <laughs> it was like a sci-fi one that people seem to kind of enjoy it. It had a very unique name. Uh, it was one of the early like WoW killer ones, I think. Uh, mm, oh, Tabula Rasa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't remember the name. Didn't I, that one also have that. Yeah. Okay. It took me a second. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Gary. It's uh, Tabula. By the way, if you <laughs> that, that that dude's created a lot of MMOs, man. <laughs> We could just do a whole show just on his games because he did he did UO, he created Tabula Rasa, he did uh, Shroud of the Avatar recently, like that was his last one he's done. Uh, Tabula Rasa did not last long. That was <laughs> that did not last. It was interesting. I mean, it, interesting, though. yeah, interesting, very very interesting MMO, but did not last long. But again, does not no longer exist. I don't think there's an emulator for it. I get it. So it's sad to yeah. see something get shut down because it does cost money to keep servers up, but. You know, if there's no servers, then the game goes to the wayside and therefore doesn't exist yeah. anymore. So, uh, you know, 
if you have any questions about MMOs, come to our Discord server. We'll try to help you out the best we can. If you want to try something new, ask us. We, you know, we might tell you. You know, go try. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't even tell you how many. I think Guild Wars. You could play all of Guild Wars One, like the first part of it for free. I, I think they just give that. They just hand that out to you now. Yeah, I would not recommend that one. <laughs> no, well, not Guild. Not that, no, no, no. Guild Wars Two, bad. but like the the main the main game. I'm sorry, Guild, Guild Wars, Wars 2, Two. I would recommend Guild Wars One. I wouldn't like. There is a limit in terms of like how old I guess you could say MMOs are to what for you to jump in. Yeah. At this stage, I wouldn't recommend games that are older than a certain time period mm-hmm. uh, because there are things that just don't age very well. Age well at yeah. all. Now, that- and it's not to say that the games are bad. The games are generally pretty good. But the problem is that they don't they uh, age. <laughs> age, age. Well, it, it's a, if you don't if you didn't play them originally and you're trying this out, it might not be a good start. Mm-hmm. Like if you've played an MMO before and you're like, I want to play something that has a really good story and like I really like this sort of thing. Cool. Maybe you can find something that would be um, what you're looking for. Yeah. But like in general, I wouldn't just recommend that to someone. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Guild Wars Two core game, like the core game itself, yes. is free. You can go download right now. Like so, if it, if that's it, most it, of what I played, so highly recommend. So if that's something like, hey, you know, such and such, like, like you know, if you're looking for something that, especially like you know, money wise, if you like, you're looking like, I don't want to throw money at something. Guild Wars Two is something that you, I could, we, I think we could both suggest to you as mm-hmm. something you should try. So, and if you are daring and willing to try something older, you know, maybe, I don't know, EverQuest, EverQuest 2, like, no, <laughs> they're not bad. They're not bad. EverQuest, not, uh, no, not one. Would maybe, not recommend maybe, either of them to people uh, right now. Uh, well, I have good memories for both of them, but I would not recommend people to, to jump out and start with them right now. Lord of the Rings on. <laughs> uh, that's getting close to that, like. Age, age, age. yeah, it is. <laughs> sure is. Oh boy. Uh, I, I, yeah. So like, yeah, like it, if we're looking at things, like I, I think we can probably wrap up here as well. Like, if you're interested in trying something else, or you're just interested in trying MMOs in general, look for a theme park. It's probably going to be have something that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that sense, Final Fantasy fourteen. Maybe for you, Final Fantasy XIV is a very, 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 and I have to emphasize, very story-heavy, story-driven game. If you are not interested in story, Final Fantasy will probably seem extremely boring to you. However, if you enjoy story, it is one of, if not the best games out there for storytelling today. Yeah. Now, on that note, if you're looking for a theme park MMO that is not Final Fantasy, you can come and join us on Regulus and uh, Lost Ark, <laughs> which is a Korean-based MMO released back in 2014. It is a theme park. There is lots to do. It is free to play. You do not have to spend a single dollar. You can come and join us as we wander around. It has some really cool features for everyone. I really personally enjoy the... Uh, what is it? Adventurer's Tome. That is yeah. basically like a. Here's all the things you can do in the continent. Here's some like collectibles. Here's the dungeons. Here's the world bosses. Here's some cool monsters. Go out and find all of these hidden stories, and I can actually track what I have done or or what I haven't done yet. 
It's a great feature. And that, that's something that I really enjoy, so that's why I like playing this game. Also, there's an island full of pandas. Yep. I love that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what else do I have to say about that? Like, yeah. the, only thing, the only downside of this game is that the classes are gender-locked, yeah. meaning that if you want class A, you always have to be the gender for class A. Um, Similar to Black Not Desert. my favorite feature. Yeah. yeah. So, aside from that, yeah, definitely one of those games that I would recommend to people. And if uh, completionist isn't your game, but if you're more of a world person, uh, I love exploration and MMOs. I love finding the off beaten path thing, uh, and this game has a lot of that. Uh, something I think that yeah. it lacks. If only you could 14. go and have your own boat and sail around a whole bunch of different islands and explore them. I I will do that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, check it out. Uh, and if you're like, hey, Final Fantasy doesn't export. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have that. <laughs> Not to the degree I like. It, it, the world feels very empty. So. Uh, but that's it for a different episode of the, of the you know, a, a different MMO. Like, get, well, maybe next time is like systems and nitty gritty. So, I like, how about that? Let us so. know what you'd like to hear about next. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, sorry this wasn't a live episode, but uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. We hope you learned something. Uh, if you're if you're just a you know new to MMOs and all you play is Final Fantasy fourteen, we hope you learned a little bit of history and you know some of the nostalgia that Quentin and I have for MMOs and uh, the love for them. We really do love this genre. Like it's it's a lot of fun for us. So uh, thank you everybody for joining us. And as always, till C swallows all. Keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by MaelstromRadio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis Shintier and Susan Sprinkle. Join us live Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. Send email to show at maelstromradio.com, tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio, or join our Discord at maelstromradio.com slash discord. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show. 